0: ever worried that you might be the cool kid you wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends? Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream, always so generic, more normal than your friends? Well, we've devised a test to put the rest your fears. There's no need to panic if you lend us your ears. Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard, cause if you like the show then you're probably a nerd. Oh, Everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the It's Canin Podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything geek, the podcast where we talk about everything pop culture. It's the It's Canin Podcasts. We're your hosts, I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Phil.
1: Good day, kind sir, and to all of our listeners out there.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How's it going?
1: Good, man, good. You know? It's uh We've graduated from the weekend, it's Monday yep. And yep. Uh, yeah, excited to be recording a show I yep. like you, you record a show like every second day <laughs> Yeah, it kind of feels like it <laughs> Good job man, keep up the yeah. good work
0: Yeah, so, um, how was your week? How was your weekend? How's Phil?
1: Ah uh, you know I, I'm 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 doing all right. Uh weekend's good. Um rounding out my second week with my second dose. Yep. So I guess I can start reengaging with life a little bit mm-hmm. in a in a safe way. Yep. Uh you know, made the classic mistake of walking into Walmart the other day and I completely forgot my mask. And I was Ooh. like I'm an idiot. Like nobody said anything to me to their credit cuz I'd be like you don't God, and I was so embarrassed. I walked out, got my mask, came back in. Yeah. You know, because it was like one inhale and I'm like, uh, this is different. What's wrong? You know what I mean? I'm not smelling mm-hmm. my own terrible breath. So <laughs> I was just like, oh, I was so worried about what I'm going to get and where I need to go in the store. I got so preoccupied that I just, it just didn't dawn on me to put the mask on. And I didn't have it in my pocket or anything because that's unsanitary. But yeah, you know what? Watching TV, playing video games. Nice. You know, what's a guy supposed to do, right? Like, I watched a terrible movie this week. Yeah. It was brutal.
0: Which one was that?
1: Yeah. I had to turn it off. (sighs) Okay. When I look at the title, it makes me think I was watching sci fi porn or something. All right. It's one of those shameful titles that I should have known better, but it was on Netflix and it was called Cosmic Sin. Right, and this this stars Bruce Willis mm-hmm. and um the guy from The Crow or I don't know it's it's Bruce Willis anyhow. So I turned it on. It wasn't as terrible as the other one I watched on Amazon with Bruce, but it was pretty bad. Like Bruce Willis does not want to be on set. <laughs> that yeah. was my big takeaway. Like this isn't him acting like an asshole. This is him being an asshole, and. I just, you know, I asked the question in the chat and I got an answer from Tyler And it just doesn't seem like that guy's doing anything But collecting money and making yeah, movies That exactly. he just needs to do the bare minimum on Look at Cage, right? old too Yeah, but Nicolas Cage is doing stuff I know he overdid things But I heard on his latest movie That it's actually quite compelling
0: Yeah, but the, the, the point is so like, enough. Especially now in the age of streaming and content, and content, 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 content. You know, um, you can go in and out in a few weeks, film a whole movie, yeah. and call it a day, right? Like that's that's the thing. So if, you know, someone like a Bruce Willis is really taking advantage of that. Look at Anthony Mackie.
1: Yeah, but again, quality. No, but still, know, like point is, yeah. I, no, I okay, look at
0: look at the Anthony Mackie movies. They're not much better than what you watched.
1: I I would argue that they had better um plot and uh, I would set argue that they're, they're
0: no no
1: no they're like, the same level. Th- this is this is a, a sci-fi maybe it's on the same level financially production wise but it's just when you do sci-fi bad it's bad. You know what I mean? Like it it's you can take an urban scenario and you basically make it look like a, you know the city you want to make it look like You can you can do little things To make it more authentic mm-hmm. Whereas if you take science fiction It's like you know the little snicker That I give whenever I watch the movie Alien And they have hockey gloves Yeah, You know that was futuristic To them at the time because nobody Really paid attention to hockey But here in Canada we're like They're wearing hockey gloves You know like that isn't an astronaut suit That's hockey gloves And it's just that kind of thing where I'm like just it just sat wrong with me. I'm going to try and finish it because there was a, a an attempt at a story, but it was just so poorly written. They're like, you know, he he's exiled and he's like you're just exiling me cuz I used a Q bomb. And then they're like, well we need you. We've we've come in contact with aliens. And he goes, "Get the Q bomb ready." <laughs> right. So, I'm like, I know at the end of this movie, and I've still got an hour and a half left. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then everyone's like, are we allowed to make the Q bomb? Is this a test and all this? And they're just, it's just so terrible. It's like porn. You know what I mean? I'm like, jeez And I don't know that it's going to have any good space fucking. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. I know exactly what you mean. It's disappointing. Yeah. It's just a misfire. And that's. I guess tagging your name onto it as a, as a star like Bruce Willis, I, I'm an old school guy, and the hallmark of a of at least an entertaining film would be that Bruce Willis was in it, like Die Hard, any of them, like Armageddon, like you know what I mean. Like there's yeah. so many movies that he did, and you're like whether you liked it or not, he brought something to it. And now I just feel like he's just angry. He's just like, all right, is my time done? Yeah, I'm I'm i contractually I got to get out of here, type thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a fun story for me to uncover with it. Maybe it becomes better. You know, I got to give it another I shot. I doubt it. But sure, I doubt it. I, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty good at reading these things. And that's that's about that. But other than that, you know, it's been a a fun little PS5 vacation, and just trying to get onto the other side of this. What have you been up to?
0: Um, work, man It's been super busy, uh, which is fine But, uh, yeah, just a lot of work Weekend, went to the TFC game My dad really wanted to go, so I ended up going with him A lot of fun um, They did a great job of physical distancing outside of the south end uh, Which I kind of appreciate Um, and yeah, it was a fun little experience, you know It was just kind of like, uh, it was being back Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's I admired how many people respected physical distancing and lineups mm-hmm. and things like that.
1: That's excellent to hear because, I don't know, they, I'm conflicted about it like we were talking about. Uh, I'm conflicted because I just feel like that experience is going to be so changed that it's not going to feel like coming home. You um, know what I mean? When you're the there, it, it's diff- it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, I'm, you know what? There's going to be a moment there. I I will be going back. I will Mm -hmm. be jumping back in both feet. And I look forward to it. I'm glad that it was a success. I'm curious to know how Wednesday night's game goes with double that crowd and how the experience is. That's the
0: one thing I'm concerned about because the lineups to get in, and it's not that they were doing any COVID checks. It's just that people didn't have their tickets ready on their phone or they were taking forever because of the airport style lineups, which is no different than MLB or some of the other sports like NFL now, right? Like mm-hmm. y- like people should be used to this, but the lineups did take forever, but I will give them credit for, you know. Uh, within 10 minutes of the game starting everyone was inside and I like I, I cuz I was at the corner and I could see kind of like gate 3 and gate 3b um which tend to be some of the busier gates uh you know they were completely empty the other thing that i noticed is that you know they were being very strict on which gate you were assigned right so which is good, good. but uh, overall yeah it just it you know we'll see we'll see wednesday will be interesting in terms of, like you said, double the amount of people. Um, but uh, overall, like I said, uh, people were very respectful. For the most part, people wore their masks when they were r- walking around the stadium. But at their seats, they, a lot of people had them off. That was the one faux pas. But outside of that, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, I saw on some of the video that it looked. I was like, is this pre or post pandemic? Because there's masks and then there's no masks and stuff. But yeah, it it definitely looked like a good time. I'm glad everybody was safe and got to experience it. I look forward to getting back there. Yeah, it's just going to be, you know, it's weird. And I know that they're enforcing this clear bag policy like the NFL does. Which could be part of the issue too, because yep. I don't know. They they tried to telegraph that out. It's tough, you know. It's hard. It's, it's,
0: the turnaround for this game was crazy, right? Like, and yeah, and on a good day, people don't read emails and you know read what you're supposed to get. Be ready, right? So,
1: yeah, yeah, it's a tough communication piece. So I hope, and as well, you know what? Every year, first game of the year is always crap. Yep, right. We used to say it all the time as executives. Where we're like everybody comes out With the highest amount of criticality Where they're like the chance sucked And this didn't happen right And zones are off and all this And I found that people were always hard On themselves and I also found that It's the first game back for staff you know, some of some of the staff manning the gates, it's their first time ever.
0: Especially now, right? Manning. Because I don't know how yeah. MLSC handled layoffs and whatnot. I think because of Union, it was different. But still, you know, a lot of these people, this is their first time ever doing this.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we always have to break them in, right? By the middle of the season, your experience is way different than the beginning of the season because they start recognizing the fans and they start realizing where we belong yeah. and that we can manage ourselves yeah, and, and things like that. So it's good that it's back. Congratulations to Toronto FC. Congratulations to all the supporter groups and the fans and all the frontline workers that were there and first responders. And as well, you know what? Congrats to the actual team and Josie Altidore for getting all of his stuff sorted out because that was becoming a major distraction. Yeah, big and, time. And uh, I'm glad that, uh, that he got that goal. Because that yeah. was a very meaningful as as goal. He, like that is as soon as he was coming Danny on,
0: Dicchio. I I turned to my dad. I'm like, he's gonna score.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was that. That's up there with Danny Diccio school for me. Yeah, like that is like the the goal that won the MLS Cup uh, that he scored, and then that one just had a lot of significance, right? So mm-hmm. good on him. Good on him, and good on the team for getting past all that stuff. Because I know it can't be easy. Yeah, exactly
0: But, uh, yeah, overall good time Sticking with soccer You know what comes out this Friday, Phil?
1: Uh-oh, what?
0: Ted Lasso Season 2, Episode 1
1: Oh, yes! Oh, I'm excited And I heard it doesn't suck
0: Yeah, like, yeah Like but they said, the reviews they've are avoided the
1: sophomore Yeah, they yeah. avoided the sophomore curse
0: Yeah, our buddy said that exactly Like he said, he went into the first 10 minutes Unsure what to expect because of the sophomore curse but he was quickly convinced that this season will be just as good
1: as the last. Awesome. I, I am excited about that. I was a little late to that train last year, and what an absolute joy yep. season one was. I and told you don't you. have to be a soccer fan. It's a good yep. show.
0: Exactly. That's the thing. In fact, you might appreciate the sport a little more if you're not a fan.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and even... You know, some of the great stuff that's happened as well over the off season of the show has been the MLS embracing it and really getting it, like letting the Ted Lasso character into different tweets for different teams and things like that. And I'm I'm looking forward to maybe an advertising campaign that incorporates the MLS a little bit and whatnot, yeah. because it's a perfect union. It really is. And uh I just think Jason Sudeikis does such a great job with that character. And it's endearing. It it really is like a a bit of a softy show. Yeah. But terribly entertaining. Like, I just can't get enough of it. I've actually watched the first season again, just in getting, you know, warmed up for season two. Because there's a lot coming out this week because we got He-Man. Yep. As well. Yep. Coming out. And it's just like, Wow, oh, this is—I love Apple strategy being the weekly. I love the Netflix strategy—a drop in the whole damn thing. <laughs> It's—you can't lose as a as a as a viewer right now. You're gonna get it every which way. So yeah, it's great, and we have that you know announcement as well by Loki at the end that there's going to be a season two.
0: Yep, of Loki. not, not so. too shocked about that. But uh, that's, that's really good news I really, um, we'll talk about it later But uh, yeah, yeah, good stuff there
1: Yeah, yeah. I was actually at the grocery store tonight And talking to one of the clerks about it So I have some actual on the ground feedback About how that season went over <laughs>
0: Yep, yeah,
1: cool Alright, so let's
0: talk movies Space Jam is number one It made $31.7 million domestically Black Widow is number two million
1: In some complaints About
0: black widows That's we shut up Calm down calm down Let's talk (laughs) about
1: this first Space jam Yeah space jam have you seen it No I have not I've noticed that number One I guess you can Buy it digitally
0: uh well remember it's an h it's a wb so it's on hbo max um so there was one of those weird releases in the states i
1: thought i saw something where you could buy it here in canada i'll check my sources to see if maybe uh, cuz i have heard mixed things about it one of the things i have heard have you seen it yeah oh my god you you didn't go to the movie theater did no you? um i've heard that the humor is a little bit above the intended age group Possibly so there's jokes in it where they're like there's a matrix joke and they're like the cbc review of it is like this is a really funny scene however we don't know how many kids are gonna get it because how many kids have seen the matrix like- okay okay
0: let's take a step back number one rewatch the first one. First one had a lot of intelligent humor any kids movie mm-hmm. has a tendril in humor. Watch mm-hmm. Shrek. You know, like let's let's let's. Yeah. People want to hate this movie. There's two reasons why people want to hate this movie. People have an obvious issue with LeBron James. Whatever. Number two, okay. people want to compare it to the first one. And like, it's if it not. was a straight up uh, redo of the first one, people would be tearing this apart. So, I think they did a smart thing, changed it up a little bit, and you get your 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 smart humor as i'm going to call it your adult mm-hmm. humor and you know it's it's not a bad watch like it's 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 a yeah. long movie it's a long movie I'll tell you that it's about two hours wow, yeah, for a kid's movie that's pretty long like I was expecting yeah. it to be in the ninety minute no it's closer to one twenty I think it's one sixteen total runtime but
1: Um yeah it's That's what I was what you just described Is what I was hoping for and what I've seen some people say That they found that There was some areas that could Have fallen apart completely but Ended up working yeah and There is adult humor in it which is I'm just saying it missed the mark for the kids But like you say lots of Stuff is aimed at adults in these things because If you got to bring the troop of kids to the theater, you know, why so, not try to entertain the parents? Look, Phil, as well. This is what
0: this is who this movie was aimed for people around my age who watched the first one and now have kids.
1: Mm. Good. So. I, I hope it continues its path, its successful run.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I like movies like that that are a little bit out there. Look, right? they're animated, it's not- they're action, they're, you know.
0: Yeah. It's not the best movie. Not even better than the first, but it stands on its own, and it's a valiant effort, you know. Yeah. Considering that the star is not an actor whatsoever.
1: Hmm. I like LeBron. You know. Uh, you know. Okay. Well, wasn't he in a train wreck? Yeah, but for a second. Oh, more than a second. Come on, two seconds. Yeah, but it was a John Cena movie too. Come on. <laughs>
0: But um, so let's talk about Black Widow, and yeah. movie theaters are getting all butt hurt because of Black Widow's success and release strategy. Boo, fucking who?
1: Exactly. I'm like reading it, going, "You idiots!" So for our listeners, essentially,
0: what's happening is that a lot of uh, a lot of movie theater chains are upset at Disney because of the release strategy of it being a simulcast both in theaters and on Disney Plus uh, Premium Access. So they feel that they got the short change and they're being essentially robbed by Disney of the full profits of Black Widow. Again, boo, freaking, who? You know, we're still like, in the middle of a pandemic. Let's start there, you know?
1: Yeah, like, let's look at it. They, they've had a rough go, all right? We all acknowledge that but you don't need to pull out the fucking violins the first week back in business. You know what I mean? Big, big release. I guess fast and furious nine, but I'm, I'm even talking in the context of Canada type thing. Mm -hmm. I just find that it's very stupid to come out and start complaining like this when we're in such a state of flux after getting through a catastrophe, a worldwide catastrophe and the world's not out of it. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is the new reality. In a lot of ways like look At how other companies are doing the same Thing about the simulcast or the the Dual release kind of strategy Because they realize that There's revenue opportunities There within and the people who want To go to the movie theater are still going to go to the movie theater But Mm -hmm. forcing everybody to enjoy A piece of media in one Way after Basically showing the world that You can be way more agile With it Is just like I don't know. It's leaving money on the table. $60 million was spent on getting that thing into your home. That's a pretty high entrance fee. And mm-hmm. people gladly paid it. Exactly. And Disney got the money. And, you know, these guys didn't get their cut of it. And that's what they're crying about.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. And here's the other thing. You know that movie theater chains are going to be complaining up until they get closed down. Because I'm sorry, but if you have this archaic business model that hasn't changed in 100 plus years... You know,
1: what do you expect's going to happen? Exactly, they just want to sell ten dollar popcorn that costs them fifteen cents. Exactly. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's just so funny because you see the rest of the world, they're sending out like the cops on all kinds of different businesses that look like they're profiteering off of things, right? But nobody looks at the hundred year old business that's completely bending you over. Yeah, <laughs> for that hundred of years, you know, like how to take a product that costs literally pennies, pop and and popcorn, and turn it into a twenty five dollar purchase at the movie theater. I, I have a tough time. Like, hey, I love the popcorn at the movie theater. It's part of the experience. You smell that stuff, and you're like, yes, right. But there's no way that that popcorn machine costs fifty billion dollars. <laughs> yep. It ain't exactly. a, ice, a McDonald's ice cream machine, man
0: <laughs> Exactly
1: <laughs> Yep, oh, that's geez. exactly
0: it So it's like, I don't know I think this is just the beginning of the bitching and the moaning From the movie yes. theater chains And it's just like, whatever I, I feel no, nothing No, no, no nothing Up to them Change your business yeah. model Get used to it I'm sorry, I don't know what else to tell you
1: Yeah, because you know it's gonna, They're going to complain about Dune because it finally got acknowledged today that Dune's going to be on HBO Max as well as in the theaters uh, same same day, you know, like same day. So they 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 started you know wavering on that front. They announced it then they said, "Well, hang on, we're going to go talk to Villeneuve and all these people about it because apparently there was gripiness going on." But today they they made it formally announced. And you know that the movie theaters are just going to play the same game. This is going to be... I I, I I just hope that it sticks. I just hope that the new way to release a movie is to give people options. Like We know for sure they're shortening that time. Right? So, we know for sure the contracts have changed to the point where they're going to be quicker on getting them onto streaming services and whatnot, but... I just love this dual world that we're living in right now because I get options that make me feel safer. And it's not a fear thing. It's just, I hate going to the movie theater, Mm -hmm. you know, for financial reasons or just, I'm, I'm not a big fan of crowded spaces. And there's one thing that really drives me nuts. And I don't know, maybe some listeners will be able to relate to this. And that is, I don't like hearing people eat. I don't even like hearing myself eat. Mm-hmm. I don't like the sounds. I don't like the lips. I don't like the the, the licks. I don't like the smacks. I don't like the, the mouth. Ugh. Sound is gross. And this whole trend towards serving food in the movie theater and having it delivered to your seat and everything is just disgusting because people are just wolfing down something that's not meant to be consumed in a dark theater. And I can't stand it. I really can't. Drives me nuts. Cause here I am trying to watch let's say a quiet place too. You know, no sound except (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Disgusting. Go outside, eat your food, come back, watch a movie. It's not hard to do. It's called being an adult. There's my old man moment for you, Boris. That's all right. Whatever. Um doesn't bother you?
0: it bothers me, but whatever. <laughs> People are going to yeah, be. I, I know
1: you got You got to put up with it. I wouldn't never say anything, but yeah. on here ranting. No, oh, I, I just don't like it. Right. Like, like, go eat your chicken wings at the restaurant. Yep. Really simple.
0: Like um, fifty dollars
1: chicken wings st- at Cineplex. Ugh.
0: sticking with movies and whatnot, um, let's talk about this controversy outside of Roadrunner, um, the Anthony Bourdain documentary. Have you heard about yeah. this?
1: No, I haven't. You got me on this one.
0: All right. So the documentary about Anthony Bourdain was released last week, um, and it uses a special software to recreate the late chef's voice. So there is um, parts of the movie which where they use his voice that was created specifically for the movie using
1: A.I., That is icky. Mm-hmm. Like it was tough with Princess Leia and Mark Hamill, and and and. But that that's a, that
0: deep fake is one thing. Now yeah. completely recreating sentences that have never been spoken by this person and putting <laughs> yeah, them that's, in something.
1: That's where I feel really icky because you could make him say anything to make your documentary more authentic, right? Like if you're able to fake his voice and you're able to, you know, have him pipe in to say something that might justify a controversial topic and yep. convince people that that controversy is well-founded because there's actual audio or remnant um, deep fake stuff of whether it be video or audio of him corroborating it in a documentary style. You know, entertainment's entertainment. I get it in a movie, but not in a documentary where you're trying to present a journalistic or, you know, an expo... Something informed, Mm -hmm. right? You're trying to make, you're trying to get, make up a mind with a documentary. You're, you're trying to educate. You're trying to inform your audience, yeah, and entertain them. Like it's a dual thing, and when it's done well, it's done well. But yeah, I don't like the idea of that. That sounds really well. I think I'm going to avoid that because I love Anthony Bourdain. I'd be, you know, one of the, a person that would watch that if I saw it.
0: Yeah, here's the thing, I kind of want to watch it But I don't want to support the filmmakers
1: Yeah, that's exactly
0: So You know what I mean by that But yeah, I, I, I am curious, I want to watch this But it's kind of, you know, now we're Treading into Into very scary Areas, because like You know, let's take, let's take a look at this The deepfakes are getting scarier And harder to tell Now you have AI voices, recreating people's voices um, You know What's stopping from People wanting to do bad stuff To do
1: bad stuff Yeah You can completely Mislead an audience Or a, a group Like we We all talk about it And it's dangerous right All this conspiracy stuff Of just half informed Opinion that get Exaggerated on social media And used as facts That aren't really facts This would be another log on that fire of someone being able to deliberately manipulate an idea that isn't true and influence people to believe that it is. It's not good to do it with Anthony Bourdain's voice. Like if I was part of the estate of Anthony Bourdain, I would be like, where's my lawyers? Cause you know, no matter how shallow the misrepresentation is, it's there. He never said that. You know, that, that should be blaringly earmarked on the film. Whenever there's a voiceover of Anthony that's saying something that he never said, whether it be true or not, it should be right on the, like the, the print of the movie, shown to the audience that this is fake audio. You know, and yellow letters contrasting at the bottom or the top or all around the screen. I don't care. Like, the audience, if you're going to pull that kind of crap, then at least warn everybody every time you do it. If you're going to have any integrity at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And and his ex-wife uh, is not happy, so I can see stuff happening um, yeah. on a legal it's point of late. view. So we'll see what happens overall. But yeah, it's just... Getting to a scary level, right? Like that. That's the that's my major takeaway. Between fakes and and simulated AI voices, like what's to stop people from, you know, creating, you know, the next amazing political ad, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. It. it you you could have factions like government factions creating propaganda to destabilize regions yep.
0: of the world. Exactly. This is no different. You see, sorry, the, this is another example of government being behind, uh, you know, behind mm. everything yeah. when it comes to adapting and creating laws. Like, you know, which w- people are going to go nuts with this
1: stuff. Yeah. And it's going to take legislators years, if not decades, to introduce a meaningful, enforceable bill. And by then, God knows what they're going to be doing. <laughs> like where the technology goes Because we've seen it in the past five years Advance you know probably What other Technologies have taken lifetimes to do And it's To the point where you can just log on to a website And assemble a pretty Powerful image Of someone doing something that They never did Or video yep. you know It's becoming a service Yeah Gary that's
0: Yeah it's something right Alright, uh, something a little more light-hearted Clarks 3 to start production in August Super excited about that Our listeners know that both of us are huge Kevin Smith fans
1: Yep, and they announced today Lionsgate is doing the deal to distribute the movie Yep So what that means is we're all going to get to see it It's not going to yeah. be like the last few Jay and Silent Bob movies Where they've been independently released And, you know, Kevin's had to struggle to get those movies out now that the Weinstein stuff has blown out, obviously. And he can't access that channel of distribution anymore and doesn't want to, quite frankly. So this is great news about Lionsgate today, too, because it sucks when Kevin makes a movie. It's worth at least watching, but you can't watch it. You know what I mean? As a fan, it it took me a while to hunt down some of the Blu-rays that I've recently hunted down.
0: Oh, and some imagine. of them I had
1: to buy directly from Kevin, like you know what I mean. Like I'm just yeah. like, this is absolutely ridiculous. But at least he
0: has movie. that option, right? At least he recognizes this and makes it easy yeah. for his fans to buy stuff off of his store, and you know the money is going direct to him. So there's, I have zero issue with that, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. Right. Oh no, at the end of it's the day, great. At the end of the day, it is still a bitch.
1: There's, there is something to be said. As much as my rant stands about going to the movie theater and having an uncomfortable time. Due to crowds or circumstances, I will say there are certain movies that are made better by going to the movie theater,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and those are movies like Clerks, and the the Clerks Two, is absolutely hilarious to watch people react to the controversial stuff that's said on film. You know the Lord of the Rings disc tape. You know the whole thing is just yeah. hilarious. The Donkey Show. Everything is just shocking at a certain point Rosario Dawson (laughs) It's just wow And I can't wait to see Clerks 3 For that same type of stuff The outrageous stuff And you know even To the point of the clerk Based hate Yeah, You know what I mean for the customer The pure disdain of being in a service industry Like that and being subject to People
0: (laughs) Yep yeah.
1: Oh, that that movie resonated with me more than any other movie, just because, a, I used to work in a store in retail, yeah. and b, it talked about Star Wars, and it was the first movie I ever saw that talked about Star Wars the way that I would talk about Star Wars with my friends or want to talk about Star Wars with my friends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I just think that that movie resonated. And I think it said the F word more than any other movie To that point I almost got an X rating for language Yeah it which did I found, you It know, was very close Yeah yeah. like when I'm like 18 years old That's extremely attractive
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's just like That, that film is quality
0: <laughs> Yep
1: so, Alright It was a very uh, slow news ready. week
0: But probably the biggest news out of the video game world It's kind of funny because we were talking about Nintendo's advantage and their grasp of and monopoly of the handheld portable system. So, the next couple of days, Steam has announced the Steam Deck is Valve's answer to the Nintendo Switch. It's a portable PC with built-in controllers launching later this year.
1: Mm-hmm. And, oh boy, does it ever look sexy.
0: Yeah. So, there are... It's a, There's a 64 gigabyte version for 399 American, 256 gigabyte version for 529 American, and a 512 gigabyte version for 649 dollars American.
1: Yep, and they opened up pre-orders.
0: Yes, and, and pre-order, apparently it was to a to shit show. Five
1: dollars. Yeah, yeah, but you have to put five dollars down. So they're trying to get ahead of the mess that was the ps5 Mm -hmm. and the xbox launch right they're trying to get money up front to verify and and um sort out that cluster mess of hoarding Mm -hmm. and resale so good on them for at least trying something because it's way more than sony or microsoft bothered to do for its fans I still can't find an Xbox series anything, but, oh well, woe is me. But this Steam Deck looks great because I'm a guy who has a PC. I use the PC for this and, you know, making documents and things like that. It's, It's not a bad PC, but it doesn't have a GPU that can run anything serious. When I look at these Steam Decks, especially at the price points that they're at, it makes PC gaming a lot more inviting to me because I could plug that thing into a 4k monitor and have a half decent ray tracing experience from a handheld PC. Yeah. That's just smartly built. So I'm all in on this thing. If, if I can get one, you know, next year, I'm probably going to go for the middle of the line or the upper end of it. Because when you start getting into other, these other versions, not only does the memory expand, but we start getting into NVME, SSDs, and things like that. They start upgrading the speed yep. of the components in it. So that, you know, getting a m- middle-of-the-line portable and having that flexibility is very appealing. I don't really particularly like gaming on a seven or eight-inch screen. I can do it. I don't want to do it, but it's got it's got a separately sold docking bay that you can pick up, but you can also just plug in a USB C to HDMI cable and it's going to work. Yep. So I, I'm I'm excited by it. I, I think that it's a, a smart move. We pointed it out and it's been in a gap that's existed for a while now since Sony retired the PS Vita. And I'm shocked because we kept on hearing rumors about Xbox wanting to get into this space. And I guess you know Xbox has struggled so I don't blame them for not wanting to jump into another hardware situation but hey just remember this Christmas the fridges will be out
0: Yep. so because that's that's the priority of Microsoft let's 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 slow down development on Halo
1: and get those fridges out I know it drives me nuts man because they advertised the crap out of it on Twitter Mm -hmm. I'm like I'd love to go buy an Xbox Series S. I'd like to buy the shitty one, please. The one that's supposed to be everywhere and nobody wants it. Guess what? Nobody has it. Exactly. And I'm like, because I guess what comes out this month? Flight Simulator. What does it only play on? X and S. Yep. You know, now we're getting into this territory of you got to have an X or an S. So if if Microsoft are going to command that all of its platformers... Develop for the X and S. Sure, I'll grab the S because it's probably going to be a low-use item for me. So I'll spend the four hundred dollars on it versus dropping another, you know, nine hundred on a, a big box that's just going to sit on my shelf. But I'd like to be able to cross over and you know enjoy some of the Xbox content for this show and for myself, right? So yeah, it's an interesting space. All this hardware race. So, I guess I guess chips aren't as bad to get. These
0: uh companies. Who knows? Uh, uh, well, this... it
1: has to be released. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, so, Steam Deck. Going back to Steam Deck, comes preloaded with Steam OS, modified version of Linux. Gives you an easy, straightforward user interface to browse select games from your Steam library. Um, because Valve has also emphasized that Steam Deck is at its core a PC, you'll be able to customize your experience similar to a PC. However, one of the biggest issues with some of the e- Issue is with the Incompatible games Uh, So as of right now Some incompatible games um, Because they're not supported On Linux and Proton um, It includes Apex Legends Destiny 2, Rainbow Six Siege However it's entirely possible That support for these will come um, And we'll see what kind of happens with that So you know it's because it is A Linux kernel At the core of it uh, you have to to kind of think of those games that aren't compatible with linux
1: yeah and the only reason why you got to go with the linux stuff is to keep the price point down and keep yep. the power up. exactly off, right like yep. if you get into a windows environment or anything like that it's just garbage for memory management and then you you and have price, to basically make this thing yeah cost a thousand bucks minimum usd in order to be able to intelligently use a game on it so yeah, I, I have no doubt that these companies see money, they will develop, they will adapt, and they will get it on there. Because if I'm not mistaken, some of Stadia runs on Linux type yep, cores. The back end. So yeah. So there's gotta be a path to that. So don't fret too much, but be aware of it. As Boris has pointed out, you don't want to buy that thing and be all set to do a certain type of game and find out that it's incompatible. Do your research.
0: Yep. Exactly. Um, so yeah looking at the news that's
1: pretty much those are
0: the big things worth chatting about
1: uh um, I'll, I'll point out one thing yep uh Ubisoft today announced a new game uh free to play and that's gonna come to stadia it's it's a it's a tactical shooter Tom Clancy type thing so that got, just got dropped a few minutes ago or I guess a couple of hour an hour ago and um yeah, I, I see a lot of stadiums <laughs> excited about it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know what? Like, it seems like there's a lot of news to come out um, for the rest of this. Like, you know, admittedly under-hyped news because uh, cause the EA stuff is coming out too, right? So, Ubisoft continues its little dominance of space and uh, name-upping. So it's called a uh, free-to-play multiplayer Shooty Tom Clancy's X Defiant. So it's meant to compete with those Apex Legends and all that, but it's the first one that's going to be on Stadia. So yay, we can play a Call of Duty-type game on Stadia.
0: Yep, exactly. So yeah, so um, let's talk about uh, Bad Batch
1: good episode. Do you watch yeah. it? No, I'm, I'm yeah, not. So you caught up? I, I, huh? Oh, okay.
0: No, no, no. It's, I haven't um, watched it yet. I'm two episodes okay. behind now.
1: Yeah, they, they finish up the arc. There's, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Um, I wasn't sure if they were really going to commit to it, because the first episode didn't have much involvement of the Bad Batch in it. Uh, This one, they it kind of works as a full hour episode. And they kind of have a little more uh, action in the second half. But I like, just like last week's, I really enjoy when star Wars goes and fills out some of the back catalog. And even though we know, you know, who could or would die or, you know what I mean? Like Hera's obviously going to survive. So there's going to be some kind of resolution to the story. And uh, yeah, it's kind of fun to see. I really like some of the backstory and, Exactly what we get off on, and that is the building of the Empire and yeah. how they're continuing to manipulate people and situations and show their true colors more and more. And we get into a little bit of a philosophical dilemma, an ideology questioning this week. So it it's nothing shattering, earth shattering, but characters make choices. Not necessarily the bad batch ones. So it's it's interesting because we're really forming just as we're forming the empire, we're forming the foundation or birth of the rebellion. Yeah. So, you know, two two stories, duality, great, cool. So very uh, cool. We're gonna get. The, I guess the last two episodes are coming up, and it's probably going to be a showdown with uh, Crosshair, right? Like. They're heading towards some kind of climax I don't know if it's going to be reconciliation Or if it's just going to be Further um, You know Doubt and peril So We'll see Very cool And then
0: Loki Season finale (laughs) Pretty fun episode Pretty basic episode but it kind of did what it needed to do What did you think of the episode?
1: Um, The grocery store clerk thought it was really boring (laughs) <laughs> I knew,
0: hey, he was it's, complaining it's a 50-50 it. It's a 50-50 But I think it I liked it, it, it
1: enough story Yeah, well, like, look We've had five episodes of a lot of action
0: that's, two of exactly, them, that's exactly it
1: Two of them didn't really even make have any contextual sense to it Other than establishing the universe, the first two Then the third one, we start to actually get into character development You know what I mean? Like this is being a very ploddish type trudge in an exciting to watch way. But as far as I'm looking at story element and advancement, it's not breaking, you know, speed records here. Yep. And then you left it all to shoe into one episode at the end. So if you're paying attention to a story, this is like money for you because you finally get to understand what the actual hell is going on. But if you're the kind of person that got addicted to the action element of it, this is going to be a pretty boring show because there's a lot of sitting around and talking. So, I Spoilers, all right? I'm going to put it in the notes. Spoilers, because uh, we got to talk about it. It was Kang all along. Yeah, I know. It's kind of funny. <laughs> uh,
0: it's like, like the first time right that they actually. Once.
1: Yeah, that's the first time that like we were right. But here's the funny thing, all right? You knew it was Kang. Mm-hmm. I knew it was Kang, all right there was tells, obviously, like, and I'm just talking about in you know, even when he reveals himself to be Kang, he never says Kang, yeah, you know what I mean? Like he's like, some people call me the conqueror, and I'm like, King the conqueror. That's you, yeah, right? So I'm like, all right, like the uh, shits out of the bag now, but none of my friends figured it out. They're like, who is this bad guy and what does he stand for? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like guys, this is, this is like, you know, Thanos level uh, uh beyond Thanos level as far as Marvel's concerned. Yeah. Right. The this, cosmic is, stuff, this is right? a bad like, guy. Yeah, yeah. This is a bad guy. That's on a really bad level. Like yep. he, he outtrumps a lot of stuff that's going on in the universe. The only thing that I can think of that's even more, would be like Galacticus or, you know what I mean? Like we're getting into these really big, heavy, conceptual villainous people. Um, So yeah, it's good to see. And I like the twist that Kang's dead. He's going to be reincarnated and, and he knows it. So he ultimately wins in the end, no matter what the outcome, which he revels in. And the fact is, is that we're going to now be dealing with variants of Kang. Coming into this timeline So that sets up If you're not aware We knew this was the actor That was going to be playing Kang Because he signed on To do Ant-Man 3 And Ant-Man 3's stated villain Is Kang the Conqueror Exactly So You know what I mean like, And he's going to be playing Probably the biggest asshole Kang In Ant-Man 3 Or in one of the Avengers You know Sew up a, a phase Type movie a la Endgame but probably not to that scale
0: Yeah so, like I said This phase is a lot of micro stories Right so
1: Yeah well if you look at the way they assembled The first few phases of, of the MCU They finished without Flourish like they yeah. just transitioned In the second phase and it was just like okay Second phase we're going to thematically Do this and then it wasn't Until the fourth phase That they actually got to that Climax so, I expect that we're going to have, you know, another build uh, that'll take a few years and maybe be a little more disjointed. Yeah. And that's okay.
0: But, you know, one thing that the show firmly established was the multiverse. Um, and, you know, uh, and I'm still interested to kind of understand and see and, 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 and hear what average Joe Schmo, average Jill thinks about this multiverse I'm going to pull...
1: Pretty hard into my groups but we'd love to hear From you as well on our social About it Um I'm curious I, I think I'm more Curious to see the future Role of the TVA in the MCU yep, Exactly if there is one And I'm curious to see Because this deviates from Tyler's Point a little bit for me well no, It, it does because
0: you know and that's the thing that's why I was a little shocked Because it wasn't just Tyler it was the, like it was something that we, you and I had talked about a lot of, and that's yeah. the fact that you know the TV stuff was gonna kind of be on its own, but the Loki finale kind of created the new world, the new universe for the next few movies that we're gonna watch. With starting with Doctor Strange, you know, the multiverse of mm-hmm. madness, um, uh, what's it called, Spider Man, you know. And because we know that that's going to be full of uh, multiverse and variants. And then then obviously Ant Man -Man 3, you know? And now you have to question it's like, now, and then it looks like Black Panther, there could be variants involved. So it's like, you know, now, now, it's like you can bring in characters that you thought were long gone. So the Abomination, for example. The abomination that's in Chang Chi is that a variant of the original?
1: Yep. Now Pandora's box is wide open, but to Tyler's specific point, because I thought he was very concise about it, I think that there are ways to introduce elements of this in the movies that might not necessitate watching Loki. Yep. Oh, for sure. Do things get better watching Loki? Yeah. But do you have to watch Loki? I don't know. We'll see how they handle it. You know what I mean? Because Tyler's argument was, is that you fundamentally, if you watched Captain America 4, you wouldn't need to watch Falcon and a Winter Soldier to understand that Anthony Mackie is going to be Captain America. Because all we did in that show was take what happened at the end of Endgame, turn it into a story-driven arc, and then come up to a conclusion that he's Captain America in a bird outfit.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So you don't, if you see Captain, if you see Anthony Mackey in a bird outfit, you're going to go, oh, Cap, he's wearing, has a shield. He's Cap now. You know what I mean? Like that. Then you didn't have to watch a show. I think it's going to be tricky because Loki stuff was fairly heady. That's mm-hmm. why I couple it with, the role of the TVA, because if you start seeing like orange doors opening up and people coming out in SWAT outfits with batons that make you disappear, I'm like, uh-huh. like who the hell is that? What what force are we dealing with here? Are they with Doctor Doom? I didn't know that we did that. You know what I mean? Like you don't know what's going on if you're yep. not paying attention to this other content. So
0: you know that oh. they're just setting the stage now for the possibility of mutants. You know. They're yes. also setting the stage with the possibility of the Fantastic Four always being there uh, because they could just be yes. scientists from another Earth who get stuck in our Earth or something like that, right?
1: Well, well, you saw the introduction of, yeah. of Fantastic Four already. Yeah. It was in WandaVision, right? Yeah. Four astronauts have been lost. Yeah. <laughs> so if that wasn't the biggest, like, mmm. <laughs> you know and then and then the announcement from disney's uh little soiree there where they premiered the logo for the fantastic 4 i think that that's the right move i know that there could be this push to just go all in on x-men and everything but taking the time to fix the mess that is fantastic 4 cinematically and paying the homage to the mutant verse Yep. Like to that part of the MCU. Who was the first?
0: Here's the thing. Fantastic Four. Well, yes. So, two things there. Fantastic Four, in my opinion, need to come first. Because from Fantastic Four, you're going to be getting Namor. Once you get Namor, the first mutant, you can move on and tell a good story for the other ones.
1: Yep. Exactly. So. It's all in good time, and Disney, know they're just sitting on a mountain of money. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, good good on them. I hope they do it right. I hope that they, the fan base for Fantastic Four is absolutely huge. And it's an, it, it's a long-lasting fan base, you know, just like for Captain America and things like that. These are, are long-standing Marvel characters that earned a lot of respect from people in the comic book world. And I want to see a movie that's done right. Like it's been frustrating to sit there and I don't know, as someone who sits on the outside of it a little bit and I keep on hearing about the fantastic four and then I, you know, I'm an idiot. I don't read the comic books. And then I go to the movie theater and I go, what kind of train wreck was that? What kind of crap show was that? You know, and then you hear the stories about the, all the controversy in the back and production and things like that. And I'm like, Oh man, this this makes me lose hope. And then the X Men movies progressively getting worse.
0: Yeah, and things like and, that. And hold like, on, let me clarify something.
1: Yes, I know Apocalypse is the first mutant,
0: and I know Celine was the first, bore like mutant. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Comic wise, Namor,
1: Anyways, continue. Yeah, and I, hey, look, there there's there's exceptions and asterisks and back explanations and whatnot, but there are. Kickoff points and Namor is one of them mm-hmm. Right like It's that simple and Fantastic Four Is one of them Yeah,
0: That's my point yeah. Is that Fantastic Four branches mainstream. off to Namor Which branches off yeah. to X-Men That's the point
1: I'm yeah. trying to make And we finally get into Some of these bigger villains Or bigger universal Characters like Silver Surfer
0: And stuff and like that
1: and Galactus, exactly. Well, like, if you have
0: Galactus and or Silver Surfer, you're gonna get the other one, right? So,
1: yeah, and that, I'm excited about that because I'm like, if that's done well, that's amazing. You know what I mean? Like, I I want to see that happen.
0: Essentially, Galactus is a Thanos level type of villain, right? So, like, yeah. you're gonna need everyone it, to it, to beat him.
1: It's, it's it's again setting up another end game at another phase way yeah, down the road exactly and they can outdo end game because that's going to be the game
0: yeah that right? that's like, that's the goal at some point right to outdo end yeah. game and really they, they in my opinion go, the only have, one who can do that is with galactus
1: yeah like they want to sit there and make the box office record again that's what this is all about is Disney trying to legitimize this genre of film and come out with the biggest pile of money that anyone's ever like that anybody would say is insane. Right. And and oh and they own Avatar now too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's just a crazy world and I know we remark upon that a lot so it's a crazy world we live in. Disney are absolutely scary massive but they walk that line really well of not completely destroying some of these properties, and in fact, in some ways, making them an even broader appeal. Yeah. To people, so good on them. All
0: I'm right. Well, as
1: long as they keep on doing it well. All right. Well, we want to hear
0: from you. Let us know what you thought of Loki, what you're thinking of the Bad Batch, and what you think of the other stuff that's happening in the world of geek and pop culture. And Phil, you can tell our listeners how they can get a hold of us.
1: Well, if you want to watch Cosmic Sin and let me know what you thought of it, you can hit us up at www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can track us down on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Podcast. You can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. You can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you find podcasts. You're going to find the It's Canon Podcast. And if you like what you hear, make sure to recommend a friend to give it a listen as well. Click the subscribe. Leave a rate and review if at all possible on the platform it greatly helps our show and we appreciate your time and efforts very very much yep thanks
0: for that phil and thank you everyone else for listening whether it's your first time your hundredth time we really do appreciate it until next time we are the podcast that talks about all things geek the podcast that talks about all things pop culture and Phil do you know what the best part of it all is
1: ah uh, some little like little like troll person told me it's all in camera
0: that's right, it's all in canon because that is the name of the show, the it's canon Podcast. I'm Boris, he's Phil. Good night.